Hey, Joe Bednarsh is with us. Uh, he's a good friend up at Yeshiva University. He's actually the athletic director up at YU. And the Yeshiva University has uh, recently announced that there will be a Maccabees Hall of Fame. There will be a, uh, a Hall of Fame recognizing the achievement of some uh, incredible legendary names in the history of Yeshiva University athletics. And there are a lot of amazing names, i got to tell you that much. Joe Bednarsh, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Great to be here again. Uh, yes, great to have you on. You know, I love speaking about athletics. I love speaking about YU, so you're an unbelievable guest for me. All right. <laughs> the, the, um, first of all, congratulations. I hear that, that the, bas- the men's basketball team, they are still undefeated. Another victory last night, thank goodness. Yeah, still undefeated in Skyline, storming uh, through. They just beat uh, NYU recently. NYU was in the NCAA tournament last year, so... Uh, convincing victory against NYU, actually, by 15. Yeah, that would be the Division Three tournament last year, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a great victory. And, yeah, when I say undefeated, I mean undefeated in the conference, which, right. of course, we know is really, really important. And, oh, boy, could you imagine if there would be at least one more home playoff game down the road? I know it's way down the road, and we shouldn't, you know, put the cart before the horse, but that was one of the most amazing nights in YU athletic history, frankly. So wouldn't mind repeating that experience. Yeah, i got to tell you, even even the game aside, seeing 1,100 people singing Hatikva in the gym what gave me goosebumps. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You had so many people watching around the world. I mean, the whole experience was great. Yeah. So now, you know, some people might say this is overdue. It's, it's pretty amazing there hasn't been a uh, Yeshiva Maccabees a Hall of Fame up until this point. But Baruch Hashem, under your leadership, uh, the inaugural class induction ceremony is going to be held this coming May. What finally made this happen? What, what, what lit the fire under everybody and said, you know what, we have to recognize the great ones of the past? Well, I've got I to gotta admit that uh, I was one of those people. I, I thought it really needed to be done. Um, I, I think that there were a lot of things that we had to do with the program first, um, you know, to make it more professional and, and, and to upgrade a lot of the things that we were doing. And once we did that... I think we could bring back the people that had been here uh, previously in the 50s and the 60s, not only show them the gym, which you know was built in 1985, but also show them what the program has become. Uh, and until uh, we reached a point where I think the program was going to blow people away, uh, we weren't really prepared to do it. Mm, interesting. Now, I know that, uh, and you know, we, we concentrate a lot on basketball for obvious reasons. It's very high profile, etc. But how many sports are under your uh, jurisdiction at this point? We have uh, 15 sports, eight for the men, seven for the women, um, all pretty much uh, without exception, just excelling every, every season, getting better, setting records, going to the playoffs. Yeah, if you pay careful attention, and a lot of people in this audience do, uh, every season, it seems, uh, some sport uh, gets a tremendous boost up at YU. I don't know whether it's tennis or any of the other sports. Is, there always seems to be a superstar in some, in some uh, area of the athletics department that, that, that pops up each season. Yeah, there is, and, and, and at least one. Um, obviously, you know, depending on the team, we're looking for several. But, I mean, you mentioned uh, men's tennis. For the last three years, they've made an NCAA tournament appearance. Uh, and they were the first uh, of our teams to ever go to an NCAA team tournament. Right. You know, five years from now, they'll get inducted, I'm sure. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, they likely will. <laughs> Joe Bednarz is with us. Uh, Yeshiva University Athletics has announced that in May they'll have their induction ceremony for the uh, Hall of Fame, the Maccabees Hall of Fame. I'm going to go through the list with your uh, 
with your permission, I believe it's a total of 11 people that are going to be part of the first class, right? Yeah, 11 people part of the first class. All right, Heidi Nathan Baker, women's tennis, speaking of, of tennis, uh, took them to the uh, Skyline Conference Championship in 1999. Erwin Blumenreich played on the basketball team in the 50s and served as captain at that time. Daniela Epstein, a Lady Max YU women's basketball team starting in 1999. Is she still the all-time leading scorer at this point? She's still the all-time leading scorer. Uh, she's the only person to ever score 1,000 points for our team. Wow, very cool. Um, Yassi Gev, who we remember as both a player and a coach, and he is the all-time leading scorer still as well, right? Yeah, all-time leading scorer. One of the nicest, but yet, when he stepped over that line, fiercest <laughs> players. I'm sure you remember. Oh, I certainly do. I, when, when he was hot, there was nobody hotter. It was just amazing. No, I mean, he was averaging 24 points a game in conference play. Right. It was unbelievable. Marv Hershkowitz, one of our favorites, uh, who who I know has a lot of fans out there in this audience. He played back in, he started actually in the 1949-1950 season and was the first player ever to score 1,000 points. Wow, yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, Shelly Rokach, who played in the YU men's basketball team starting in 1962. Red Saracek, how could you possibly even think of a Hall of Fame without per putting Bernie Red Saracek in it, right? Yeah, absolutely. The, he's, he's the pioneer, right? He put he put us on the map. No, no question about it. And uh, the tournament, of course, the high school tournament still bears his name. And he is a legendary coach, not just at YU, but known throughout the entire uh, college basketball community. Herb Schlossel, member of the YU team starting in 1953. Abe Sodden, who ranked 16th all-time in YU uh, scoring history. Arthur Tauber. Now, if I'm not mistaken, in fencing, and I don't know if it's still like this, at one time they were actually called the Taubermen, right? Named yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's, that's pretty impressive to be named after your coach. Right. Are they still with that designation or not? Uh, we don't really use it as much anymore. I think in, in modern uh, sports, um, you try to keep everybody with the same name. Right, and, uh, good point. Schools, most schools have even moved, aw moved away from, you know, lady before the team name, and they just right. try to standardize it. Good point. So they're the Maccabees, and they should be. Uh, but I remember Arthur Tauber, and he was, uh, he was not just a, a great fencer. He was a tremendous instructor as well. Yeah, he was also an athletic director here, so you right. know, he helped pave the way for what I do today. And Henry Wittenberg, the wrestling tournament is named for him, and uh, he coached wrestling at YU in the mid-50s through the mid-60s. I would guess some of the older folks in our audience certainly remember him, and uh, yet another legendary name because of the tournament and other reasons, uh, another legendary name in YU history. So 11 inductees in the initial class. 2017. I'm assuming this will be up at the YU campus. What are you doing in terms of uh, some type of physical edifice? Will there will there actually be a Hall of Fame, a a place where all these people are recognized? There there will. We're we're looking to do something uh, rather spectacular. Mm. Um, obviously, you know the funding is always an issue, but right. we're going out and looking for for funding. But we want to do something with uh, etched glass that is uh, permanently lit up. And I uh, assume it would be right near or in the Max Stern Athletic Center. Yeah, the idea would be that it would be downstairs in the lobby right outside the gym. Um, during games, during the Sirecheck tournament, as you pointed out, right. uh, there's a lot of people, around 1,000 people, people milling about. I think it would be great for the younger generation, especially the younger generation of players, mm -hmm. to see these people that, you know, trailblazed, and, you know, they're, they're the ones that made it uh, okay for Jews to play and for Jews to really compete at a high level. Each one of these these people uh, is is legendary. All right, so as we get closer, you'll let us know when, the, when this actually officially opens and when the ceremony is. And uh, 
uh, those who are still around, I'm sure they're going to do their best to come and, and be recognized that day. Yeah, we have people. Uh, we'll be flying some people in from Israel, mm. um, and uh, I think it's going to be just an amazing thing. The Hall of Fame inductions are amazing. Yeah, have, they're always cool, aren't they? Yeah, you have teammates that you haven't seen in a while, and, and they get up and they introduce you, and, and you know, not only do they talk about your accolades and accomplishments, but they talk, they, they humanize it, and they talk about what kind of person you are and, and, and what you did for them, and and. You know what you did after you graduated, which very often is just as important. I, I remember I was I was there for the uh, when they recognized the thousand point scorers, and I think I was at one of the captain ceremonies as well. And they recognized all the captains from the past. Speaking of men's basketball, and uh, it's something special just watching those who had that unique experience, you know, schmooze together uh, for a few minutes. It's it's wonderful to just watch and take in that whole scene. So. And, and it's hard to remember that these guys didn't have a home court. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, their stories are ten times better than today's <laughs> stories. That's for sure. You talk about being a Jew and representing yourself as a Jew. Yeah. And you don't have a home court and you're going into, you know, the lion's den. Yeah. And then think about the era as well, 50s, 60s, you know, yeah. go, going in as, uh, you know, noticeable Jews to different environments. Like I, like I say, the stories are, are much more uh, interesting than some of the stories today, that's for sure. Um, well, by the way, uh, what, what is your observation as you see, this is one of the things I noticed Sunday, and it was great being up there on Sunday. What, 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 are, what is your observation from your vantage point when you see, you know, a group of, of obviously mostly American kids, you know, American Jewish kids, right. and, and the Israelis, and sometimes even other foreigners, you know, come and become part of the men's basketball experience is it is is it is, is it interesting or not nearly as interesting as I think watching this whole you know uh, uh, interaction between the two groups? I, I think it is interesting. I think it's amazing because you know you have a lot of these American kids. Um, I, I think more tri-state area, um, you know, Los Angeles, Florida, who have a lot of Jewish schools and get to compete with a lot more of the Jewish schools. Right than, you know, you would the Kansas kids or the Chicago kids. And for them to be exposed, I mean, we, we have somebody from Argentina on the team right. and, and Israelis, for them to be exposed not just to the people, but to learn about the culture and to learn from, you know, an Argentinian kid, hey, it's pretty hard to be a Jew in, in, in Argentina. Right. Um, so just like you said, with the, with the old, older players who are telling the stories, these are great stories for our, our, our guys to learn. So, so it does, from your vantage point, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it looks like, and, and the reality is that everyone's getting along nicely, and the truth is, as we know, and you know this better than anybody, sports really unites, and that's one of the glues that really helps people you know, come together and just share an experience. So. Yeah, absolutely, that and then you can, you, you can take that uh, even a step further with the opposing schools. Right. You know, That's the true. Mount St. blank. Right. right? right. Their, their experience with Jews is probably very different until they're between the lines and have to take us on. That's always one of the more fascinating things for me, and again, I'm sure you see this across the board in all sports, but when I'm at a game and I watch the interaction between the coaches after the game, or between the assistant coaches and the staff on the other team after the game. It's, it's so unique. It's so different. You, know, you, you walk in as an outsider, you figure these are, these are rivals who probably know nothing about each other, and the reality is you see after the game that, no, these people have gone to battle many times before and, and completely respect each other. Yeah, well, look, basketball and football coaches are crazy. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we know that. There you go. Uh, I mean, you have to be to want to do that. Um, and you, I can't even tell you the number of hours that that Coach Halpert and and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Coach Halpert did, and I know Elliot does uh, in terms of 
tape watching and right. breaking down games and going and scouting the opponents. You know, it's as you know, Nahum, right? It's not just coming and practicing and playing. There's no. so much more to it. So much preparation for anything you do well. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would assume that we're off to a good start. And, uh, well, we are off to a good start. Uh, and and that, that's across the board. You're, you're, I am sure you're very proud of all the sports teams that, are, uh, that have already kicked off. And those that will kick off later in the season, because uh, it, it is seasonal. Some of your sports are already uh, underway, and others are going to be happening later on in the season. So, yeah. and and some have completed their seasons. Is know, that the, true? Yeah, the soccer teams they're 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 done. We had uh, great results. Uh, women's tennis again was in the uh, playoffs. They're they're incredible. Um, oh. You know, players of the year, rookies of the year. Um, just the accolades are pouring in. Um, and it just makes it more exciting to watch. You know, I, I hope more people come out, and I hope uh, more people uh, get interested, follow us on the website, social media, you know, things like that. Obviously, once they sign up, uh, you know, for the Nachum Siegel Network. Of course, that would be step one. <laughs> uh, what's the best thing to search for, YU Athletics, when they go to social media? They can just go to YU, oh, yes, YU Athletics on social media, yumax.com for the website. A uh, lot of great stories and content constantly updated, pictures, videos. There's, there's, there's a lot to see. Yeah, there certainly is. It was great waking up to see the Facebook post that there was a big victory last night. Joe Bednarsh, the Hall of Fame for the Yeshiva University Maccabees. It uh, will be officially founded in May of 2017. Joe, thanks for joining us and continued success. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Nachum. A lot going, up, uh, going on up at YU, and uh, we are always fans of the way the uh, YU uh, Athletics represents both Yeshiva University and the Jewish people. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world at NachumSiegel.com, the NSN Network, and, of course, the NSN app. Plenty more coming up. You are listening to us on a Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. <laughs> <laughs>